0: Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I am your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been?
1: Good, man. Um, been watching baseball. It's not that bad. Um, got the Angels-Dodgers going on right now.
0: And not that uh, bad. The Dodgers have been playing like crap outside of Kershaw. They got out, no
1: but, pitching. Yeah. They got no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they got no pitching, and they're hitting us in a slump right now. Uh, but they won yesterday. But, um, Atani's pitching today, and I can't even name the pitcher pitching for the Dodgers. That's how you know the other day they they they, they brought someone up from double A to, to pitch that no one heard of. So, um, I don't know, man, but yeah, excited about the draft.
0: We finally, the draft, again. as the time you're listening to this, it is Thursday morning, um, or Thursday, um, the draft will be tonight. Um, and yeah, it's going to be interesting because it's the, Vic- the Victor Wenbanyama draft. Before we get to the draft, there was a uh, a trade that dropped um on Sunday while I was at Universal Studios. Um, Chris Paul um got traded to the Washington Wizards. Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, and picks for Bradley Beal. Now, the Suns have most of their money committed to four players in Kevin Durant, um, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton. Does this put the Suns over the Nuggets in your, in your eyes, cons.
1: Look, there's no doubt that they're going to get buckets, right? Like that, there's no doubt. But um, defensively, I, I don't know. Uh, I, 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 there's uncertainty, terror. I just don't see. Uh, I don't see them playing championship defense. Can better offense be good defense? Yes. Does do I say they're clear? Winner? No, I still give benefit of the doubt to Denver, and until they they until I watch them play and can see, you know, they give up a ton of points and it's more more or, or something happens on defense. So no, not a clear favorite. Uh Denver returning champs still get the still the the favor in my eyes until something happens defensively.
0: Should they trade DeAndre Ayton for pieces, or do you think they should roll in with those four plus just minimum people?
1: I, I've never been a fan of Aiden man. I um I just think there was some some hiccups early on when he, he was complaining about money and I don't know. I just don't see the hustle in him. Um uh, granted they they they're very spotty on how they played him. Uh I don't see it being a good fit for him. And I think if they could get a couple pieces that make him defensively better, they should definitely explore that.
0: The sun. This is going to be interesting because Evan Booker will most likely have to play point guard. He's going to have to be the primary playmaker on that team, or they could just do the whole Nets thing, where it's like, okay, once you have the ball, you're kind of be the one to create your own shot. So it's Booker. Now it's Beal. Now it's Durant's turn, because they all have high usage rates, and then Aiden just kind of has to be the defensive cleanup guy. So. I think they should be tra- trading him for, for multiple pieces. It's just going to be hard to find a team willing to pay John Jay and $30 million, which is again, like I said, going to be very tough. So yeah. So the sun's retooled we'll see how they do as we move on to Thursday, June 22nd, which is the NBA draft at Barclays center in New York city. Um, it's going to be at 4 30 PM Pacific time. Um, Victor Victor, Wen Binyama, um, is most likely going to go number one to the San Antonio Spurs. Now, Gons, you have been, the last few podcasts, negative on the consensus number one pick in Victor Wembanyama. Why do you feel so negatively about a guy who everyone views as about potentially the next uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar?
1: Okay. I just don't think he's going to flourish as fast as some of the other players in this draft would I pick him number one maybe possibly I just wouldn't expect people to think he's gonna kill it right out the gate which is why I don't think he'll win rookie of the year now I will say this under pop he'll develop but keep in mind he's he may not play as many minutes as he would play on another team don't matter. Don't don't matter how undermanned San Antonio is. So I um I stick I stick by my stance in regard to I don't think he's going to be the rookie out the gate that's going to destroy it in the NBA. Um, I think he has a lot of work to do, a lot of muscle to put on, um, and a lot of a adjust- just is going to be a large adjustment period. If you get what I mean, that that's what I think about him
0: large adjustment period plus he's too skinny right like you were g- going on about how skinnier centers just kind of don't you know excel well you're like yeah Yao Ming, sean bradley um Thon maker type even even as some like mo bomb they're just kind of too frail like to to do anything um, yeah man feet, yeah.
1: feet and big man it's it's yeah. their achilles right now I, there was a guy in our draft class that has a like, I i think he's 18 i don't remember who he is huge legs um, And I think legs are important because the more, the bigger base you have, the more you can build up top. Um, And I, I think there's going to be an adjustment there. So I, I, again, not saying that I wouldn't pick him, but I don't think he's going to have the biggest impact next season out of all the rookies.
0: I mean, he is going to a Spurs team. Who's actually they're, they're bad, but not like they're, they're developing. Keldon Johnson, um, Jeremy Sohan. And then who knows? He might end up getting like an Austin Rivers if the Lakers aren't willing to pay him, you know, ninety-eight million dollars for four years. So I can see him kind of going there, developing with the Victor Wenbanyama. So I'm actually going to put this on the board now, Gons. Let's put a board bet together where let's do what twenty bucks, thirty bucks. That Victor Wenbanyama will be the will be the rookie of the year, and you're going to pick Stu Henderson.
1: No no, on the board? no, 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 no. Why? You take Wemby, and I'll take anyone else.
0: You know, I thought you well. We can get there later on, but Scoot Henderson—that's your guy, right?
1: No, he's good. I like him, but so, there's other people that I think could also be. I like out the gate. I don't think Scoot Henderson is definitively going to be better than Wimby. I think there's a lot of players that have the upside to be. So, me. Okay, l- l- would...
0: l- l- let's revisit this as we go kind of look okay. at the other uh, other higher level because for me it's going to be clear Victor Benyama's because it's not like an MVP award. It's a rookie of the year like he has to score what double digits maybe 20 points and that's pretty much it he he might get dunked on but he's still solid enough to like if this were the 90s and you had a bunch of bigger players kind of bigger centers pushing up against him I could see where he his his, him being frail would be an issue but this is more of a you know spread out everyone so no one's going to be dominating him down low outside of Nikola Jokic like there's no other teams that have that sort of big banging center anymore so with the way the league is now, with their stretch out was you know threes. He is seven four with a, with an eight foot wingspan. Like he shoot threes, like he I I think he should model his game after Jokic moving forward. But right now he's Kevin Durant with, with range. The only issue he has was his back to the basket because as you are as you are as you point out, he's a frail guy. He better learn to hit you know his back to the basket jumpers. But currently the way the league is now, I think he's going to be hands down. Um, rookie rookie of the year for sure but let's move on to the other prospects i'm going to go down the board here like the big board for kevin o'connor from the ringer just so, just so we hit on some of the top prospects of uh, his the number two on his uh, kevin o'connor from the ringers big board is brandon miller from alabama um he has he's projected to be a, a paul george danny granger like player so an elite um, shot maker but he needs to improve his off the dribble shot so what are your thoughts here on Brandon Miller? Yes, he did have that issue in in Alabama where he, uh, the Tuscaloosa police testified that Miller uh brought former teammates um or her uh Darius Miles the gun which he later used in the fatal shooting, but he but Brandon Miller wasn't charged, so there's kind of a background there with him with regards to guns. Um but what are your thoughts on Brandon Miller going into the draft?
1: Arguably the best Shooter, I would say in the draft. Um, I think I do think the off court issues matter, especially with a rookie, especially with what we've been seeing in regard to jaw Zion. Not that Zion's anything wrong besides just wore himself out. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, that 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 that's it. He's a he's kind of a forward that can that can put up buckets, he can shoot. Um he boards solid pit man can't go wrong with him do i know i, I with him it's it's just unpredictable like I, I if it was me i would take scoot just because scoot's more professional um scoot's been playing in the in in the the g league um i think is more ready versus miller
0: right, let's get to scoot henderson too because there's it's an obvious top three with Wembrun Yama, Miller, and Scoot Henderson. So let's discuss Scoot Henderson a little bit before we kind of talk about where they're going to be taken and so on and so forth. So to your point, Brandon Miller did shoot 38.4% from three this season on 7.5 attempts. So if he keeps those numbers up as a three with, with good defense, he's going to be a top player in the league, like a better Michael Porter Jr. Um, Scoot Henderson I uh, played last year at the G, uh, G League Ignite. He has shades of Russell Westbrook and Colin Sexton per, per Kevin O'Connor. So just hyper athletic person, a hyper athletic player, but he does need to work in his jumper. Gons, why do you like Scoot Henderson so much? And what's your evaluation of him?
1: Very competitive, high energy, fun player to watch. I believe he'll have the best impact out the gate because of what I've seen him do in the G League. But his Achilles is a shot. Not the best shooter. Um, and you don't want him to go down the, the Westbrook lane. But when you say that, Westbrook was very impactful until the end of his career, really, where he's at now. Uh, um, 6'2", but I, I believe he has a wingspan that's closer to six six five nine right.
0: actually um, yeah. weight but then he's only weighs 195 so that's the issue with the scoot right you have those bigger point guards that could potentially just get him you know get him in the post like once he sw- once he switches on to someone in the post he's cooked because he's so small
1: yeah but I th- you said six nine wingspan I mean that makes a big difference
0: oh, I don't know okay I,
1: I, I, I like him I, I'm looking at his body now he doesn't look like a little guy uh, I think he could hold his own, and I think he's a he's a good point guard, and I think he'd be fun. I just don't understand where he's going to go. I don't but, think he makes sense in Portland.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that, because the number two pick belongs to, because is going to win to the Spurs. That's already predetermined. Number two is where it gets interesting, because Char- the Charlotte Hornets, who is who, have, who has LaMelo Ball as their number one guy there, hopefully they get, well, hopefully, but they're going to get Miles Bridges back after Miles Bridges had to deal with that personal issue, um, they uh, Scoot Henderson's a point guard. Lamella Ball's a point guard. You know, um, should they be taking Brandon Miller at two as opposed to Scoot Henderson? Who I know, I know you view Scoot Henderson has a higher prospect, but even though they have Lamella Ball, should the Hornets get Scoot Henderson at two as opposed to Brandon Miller?
1: I think Lamella Ball is like. I, I, I'm I not hyping him up, and I, I'm not going to say he's Magic Johnson, but I think he's positionless, um, and he's just been hurt. But we can see him score when he needs to. We can see him distribute when he needs to. And I think he could play with anyone, if anyone, in the backcourt. And Scoot Henderson, I, I, I think the game will be fine with them two together. Now, if it goes to Portland, I don't see that working out, unless there's some sort of trade that happens, which I think is a very probable Um rather than Scoot going number three but charlotte is uncertain right like they keep going back and forth first they were going to go with miller now they're like oh maybe we'll go scoot i don't know i think they're uncertain at this point but i it's, I, I think it could work out i know you don't um but i don't think it'll work out in portland so where, where is that ball, leaving
0: the two primary ball handler thing i, I we just saw this with and, and with high usage, guys, uh, Kyrie needs the ball in his hands. Luka Doncic needs the ball in his hands. We thought with those two guys, the other would be able to play off ball while the other guy had the ball in their hands. Unfortunately, that wasn't the case. And the, and, and the um, Mavericks, who made the Western Conference Finals two seasons ago, last season finished 11th after trading for Kyrie. So the dual ball handler thing, I know you say positionless basketball, i think lamella ball needs the ball in his hands more often than than you do but again that's just different opinions right there um so if you know at at three with portland is going to be interesting because you have a guy in damian lillard who might be the i want to say the best you know player in portland ever i would still think that like a clyde drexler or a a bill walton is better than dame as far as a portland goes but regardless yeah portland at three dame lillard does not want to be a part of a rebuilding project it's almost tough because do you want it? Should you trade the third pick in Shadon sharp or Amphrey Simons for someone better for, for a better player and then, and still have Dame and maybe it's Dame and Zion. Like what do you think the Blazers will do? Let's say, let's say the Hornets pick up scoot Henderson at two. Like if you're the Blazers, do you try to trade that third pick or do you try to trade Dame?
1: Something has to happen. If not now for Dame win right? Like, this is it sorry to say this Dame but you're you're at your prime or you're just Pat probably past your prime a little bit uh, but you could still be very impactful maybe still the number one but man now's the time uh something's gonna happen I don't know if if I'm Portland would I I go the WeBuild route with Portland and I will trade Dame um unless they can get a very compelling package with Anthony Simons and a uh, you package him in with 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 their pick. Who can you get? I don't think Zion Williamson is is a right fit to go with Dame.
0: How so, about Jalen Brown? If Jay, if you are going to pay Jalen Brown forty million to pair with Dame in Portland, does that move the needle for you at all?
1: Man, the playoff team still don't know if they're a championship team. Um, again, Brown was disappointing in the playoffs. He didn't step up when he needed to. I don't think that's enough. I I think in this case, I would see Dame go somewhere else.
0: I agree with you. I think they should keep the third pick, try to get if, man, it's like, I want to see, like, where where, where does Dame end up, right? Where he wants, where he could potentially win the championship. What do you think?
1: I mean, there's a number of teams, Matt. There's a number of teams that could give up a lot of young players that are trying to rebuild and, um, and, and they have the veterans ready. I mean, I don't think LA is going to happen. I don't know that can the Clippers happen.
0: Um, it's like they don't have any picks because they traded all the picks for for um, Paul George to appease Kawhi. I mean, that's another that's another situation do you too. Think that Clippers, Clippers
1: roster with Paul. Do, I mean, is Kawhi because Kawhi tradable?
0: I mean, he should be right. Like, or
1: does he have a no trade clause?
0: No, no. The only person with a no trade clause was Bradley Beal. Fun, funnily enough but um no one else would, has a trade clause so
1: yeah i mean another team uh if milwaukee could give up some some people to add dame that will put them over the edge um if miami can get dame and maybe give up a player like butler who's getting older or or give up give up some of the other young guys that yeah, we saw do really well i don't think that like it has
0: it has to be four picks and it has to be a thing but yeah they should trade Dame somewhere. I don't have the answer as far as to where. I mean, it, it could be, it could be. He has to find a place where he could potentially win a championship, and it really should be East Coast because West, with with Bradley Beal going West and how strong. Like, I think this past postseason, I asked you this question. It kind of just proved how kind of weaker the Eastern. Yes, they we thought they were strong with Philadelphia, with Boston. Um with Milwaukee, but Milwaukee was injured. They weren't as strong as people made them out to be, unfortunately. That's what my that's how Miami got all the way through. So I think Dame should be going east. Do what where I don't know. Chicago, but,
1: Zach Levine, and another player.
0: Right. And you know, that could be that could be a place. I mean, you have then you have DeRozan and Dame backcourt potentially. That that could be something. Um, because with with Levine is only what 27, 28. Yeah, if he you were to go through a rebuild, he could still be fine. Um, if you hit pair him with like, yeah, with a, the with a Brandon Miller, Shadon Sharp, and then kind of go from there, that would be a very interesting trade to yeah. game to Chicago. So, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting because I don't think, ah, man, it, it's tough because I know the Pelicans were also aiming to get Scoot Henderson and they have a Brandon Ingram and a Zion Williamson. And I know you're really down on Zion Williamson, but would you try, would you give up a? Brandon Ingram to get the number number two pick.
1: Would I give up Brandon Ingram?
0: I say it's Brandon Ingram. Um no. their draft pick and then uh um, I would
1: not I would not give up Brandon Ingram for
0: anybody. Not that for the guy... number, two, not not for Scoot. Let's say New Orleans goes to New Orleans goes to the Hornets, Charlotte Hornets, and they say Brandon Ingram, their pick this year, another pick because they have the Lakers pick and um and God, and, and the defensive guy whose who's name I'm blanking on right now for the number two pick. Like, wh- wh- would you make that trade?
1: They're so saying their pick this year and a first round pick next year?
0: Mm-hmm. No. I, I, no, for, I, 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 and Brandon Ingram for the number two pick this year.
1: I honestly, Ingram's like Kevin Durant in the making, the way he played last season. You talk about Zion playing well. Sure, he played. Well, I guess you're well, just but... depending
0: on, on on Scoot versus Brandon Ingram. Who would you rather have?
1: Of course, Brandon Ingram. He's proven. Hands down.
0: Okay. A lot of people would say Scoot. But, I mean, that's a whole thing with. They would rather see Zion Williamson gone as opposed to Brandon Ingram, which was, I thought, crazy a few years ago. But. Given his, you know, your opinions on him, I think a lot of people on online also agree with you as far as how they've used Williamson at this point with his, you know, Mariah Mills drama and his baby mama drama, all that going down. So, well, I mean, I, I want still... to know
1: who would take to Henderson, a guy that's not played one NBA game, who I like for a guy that's putting up MVP numbers last season. That makes no sense to me.
0: MVP numbers for Brandon Ingram, dude, uh, he carried
1: the team.
0: If they were number one. I would say it's mostly because. But he
1: carried. Of... The, did you? Did we watched the playoffs? He carried the team thirty some yeah. points a game. The he guys... carried
0: them to the nineteenth. Congratulations! They were number one was when Zion was in there.
1: The only reason they did what they did was him. No one helped him
0: to get to the ninth seed and lose to the who they lose to. Lost, lost to Minnesota in, in the playing game. That's their that's their ceiling. I
1: disagree. Raul would disagree too if he was here. Disagree.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I guess that's good. How 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 highly you view Brandon Ingram? Like, I might be in your case. I'm kind of just arguing the other side too. But outside of Scoot Henderson, because it's it's going to be interesting this this Thursday with what Portland there's, does with what Charlotte there's gonna does.
1: There's going to be trades galore. That's what's going to be fun. So we're going to have to come back um, after because I, I again, the certain picks don't make sense for certain teams, right? So either they trade down or they or they trade for other players.
0: If you're down, if you want to pod after the draft, we can or, or at least or on Friday, um, just to kind of recap what's going to happen, because I, I I kind of agree with you. There's going to be a lot of trades. Um, did you want to talk about the other top, top draft picks or do you want to head out to the Lakers right now?
1: Uh, let's just talk about let's go to the Lakers and we'll talk more about the we'll come back and talk about the draft
0: win. For sure. OK, so the Los Angeles Lakers, um, they were linked to a lot of to different people the first person i saw them kind of link towards was i think let's start off with jet jet howard the son of of um of Joan howard i think he, he you were high on him so what are your thoughts on jet howard going to the lakers at 17
1: love me some jet howard his shot is pure his stroke if you watch his highlights it's it's such good form aside the form he has a quick release, which is huge in the NBA. And he's uh, six seven, six eight. Now, uh, aside his outside three point shooting, he gets in the lane and he has a little floater, which comes in really handy in the NBA. Um, the only con against him is like maybe defensive intensity, and he doesn't finish super strong around the bucket. Again, I think just because he's a little weaker and his body's not developed yet, you know, he'll go in and 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 and. Now you won't see very many dunks on his mixtape, if that makes sense. But everything else is great. I think it'd be a great fit for the Lakers.
0: I think the Lakers need a sniper, right? That's what they were missing—just a pure sniper that could hit forty percent from three-point range. Yep. So, Jet Howard was was one option there. Um, per Kevin O'Connor, he has the shades of a comparable to Desmond Bain, which would be a great person to have. Um, the other person, the other, you know, based off a of few mock drafts that I saw. Um, was Jordan Hawkins from UConn? If you want to pull him up, uh, he was also a, a a sniper from three, shooting 38.8% um, from three-point range um, at UConn as a sophomore. The NBA, the NBA, NCAA champion um, UConn Huskies. Um, he's not a primary ball handler. He's just more of a pull-up catch-up, uh, pull-up threat, catch-up uh, catch-and-shoot threat. So Jordan Jordan Hawkins is the, another name to look out for. Another name I saw mock to the lakers was uh, Nick Smith Jr from Arkansas uh, yeah from Arkansas a freshman um he's more of a ball handler like a secondary ball handler um going to lakers he has shades of uh, Jamal Murray and Tyler Hero ball handler floating floater game so like an Austin Reeves type another Austin Reeves type sort of player not the greatest jump shot at 33.3 33.8% um, another player i saw mock going to lakers is Jaime Hawkes if you're familiar with UCLA he was a center um not doesn't have the greatest jump shot but kind of has has a feel and great passing sort of like a nikola jokic um he's only 66 with a 610 wingspan but he has that kind of feel for the game and and hustle and all the intangibles but he's not going to provide any scoring at all or there oh, and then also you know drew timmy from from Gonzaga was also because what with how what with what jokic did this past playoffs you're looking for those kind of headier players that think you know, don't have to be have the most athleticism but they can show you know a feel for the game good basketball iq i think as, i think is what teams should be kind of going for because the lakers outside of lebron james didn't have any really great playmakers and maybe anthony davis at times
1: i would so, argue austin reeves is is in there in terms of iq but
0: yeah no exactly right just yeah but yeah, I would say he's another another ball handler playmaker. So outside of those guys, or if you want to bring up those guys, were there any other names you're, you're looking at for the Lakers at 17 other than Jet Howard?
1: I like Howard because he doesn't need the ball in his hand. And with what the Lakers have, LeBron needs the ball in his hand. Austin Reeves needs the ball in his hand. That's already two. Dennis Schroeder, if he comes back, needs the ball in his hands. Um, that's the only reason I don't like Nick Smith Jr. But, man... Um, I'm I'm watching his highlights right now. He was number one uh, in the class of 2002 and 22 in high school. He he's he could be like a hidden gem uh, if you're thinking about Lakers like in the future. Um, he's he's fast, man. He kind of dunks like oh, uh, You got me started on him, but no, I think Jet Howard is good for what we need right now. Uh, lethal shooter with a quick release that could ball handle if he has to and get the floater up i think that that's just what we need and someone that's six eight could be more of someone we can use on defense versus the other guys who are six five six six
0: so there's also talk of the lakers potentially moving that pick and you know to, to, to get an established player but nothing like that has kind of a it's hard to talk about that because there hasn't been really any talks about the like the, who the Lakers were targeting, it was just more of you know, can they give up Beasley and the number 17 pick up to either move up in the draft or move some? So, we're not really going to talk about that. Um, let's look at the other potential sleepers, the the top top level players in this year's draft. You have the Thompson twins, Azer and Eamon Thompson. I've seen a few draft a few big boards in drafts where Azer and Eamon Thompson were kind of flip flop. Um, a lot of people like Azur better, a lot of people like Eamon better. Um, you know, twins, we've seen that with the Morris twins, with the with the um, Grant twins. If you're going to go back to the 90s uh with the Lopez twins, now you have the Thompson twins. It might be better than all of them, like as a brother twin tandem, better than all of them um, than all, all of them before. So who do you like better between Ozer and Amen Thompson?
1: It's a good question, man. Um, I haven't really I know they're both good. I still they haven't played a part. I'd have to compare their stats, dude. Like I don't, I don't, I didn't, I don't really know. I can't give you an answer on this one.
0: It's all good. So yeah, so it's they're 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 both. They'll, it'll be a really good, good uh, tandem, um, twins that we see here in the league. Um, were there any other higher draft picks that you want to keep an eye on that might be, you know, a potential, uh, rookie of the year candidate for this upcoming season?
1: No, but I think this draft class is one of those classes that I don't think the obvious pick is going to be rookie of the year if you get my draft. And I know you think it will, but I think it's this. this is almost like, um, from what I've seen, and I'm really excited to watch a draft. Like, I've been watching highlights on the six, seven guys that we've been talking about. Dude, this is like might be as good as a 96 97 draft. You think I'm, I don't know.
0: Yeah, and that 96 draft, though, like Kobe Nash. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. Iverson. That draft. Ooh, It's just crazy how, how how good that draft is. So you think they're going to be just as good as those type of players? I, and there's
1: there's a shot. There's a lot of hoopers here.
0: During the offseason, I kind of want like there's a whole redraftables on the ringer, too. Like just just kind of look at those different draft class. See how we would you kind of draft based off their careers? Hey, why Warfare. is
1: Wem, Wemby not playing in summer league?
0: No, he said he was like there were. There were reports that he was not going to be playing, and then he said himself that he was going to be playing. So, you know, who knows? Because it's going to be the Spurs. There's not really anything there. Um, He really should play. I mean, honestly, just to get him uh, with NBA talent as opposed to, you know, that I'd love
1: to watch him. And it sucks. I'm going to Vegas the week before it starts. I messed up on my dates. So it's okay. I'll watch him on TV.
0: Yeah, Wenby is going to be interesting. Um, as we're recording, there was a trade that put could potentially go, go down. You have, I just want to get your quick thoughts on this before we take off today. It was Malcolm Brogdon to the Clippers, um, Marcus Marcus Morris to the Washington Wizards, and Chris Steps brazingis to the, to the Suns. So does Kristaps Porzingis help the? I'm not. Kristaps Porzingis the Celtics. Kristaps the Celtics. Do you think the Celtics, or do you think Kristaps Porzingis puts the Celtics over the top in the East, or are they just kind of still where they are?
1: Porzingis had did surprisingly well last year. Um, I just think I haven't. I've watched a lot of highlights with him, and I think he'd be a great fit. Do I? Do you want to lose Brockton, though? I mean that guy was kind of like your number 3 number 4 guy. I think it's great for the Clippers. Um but Morris Morris is a bigger body that that can do more in terms of being in the post and I I know there was some some distance with the coach and him playing at the very end of the season but there are games Matt where he put up 25 30 points a game. Like he's not afraid of the moment. So I think overall it'd be a great trade for everyone because I don't think Morris is going to get minutes with the Clippers. So I it, they might as well ship him off. I think Brogdon's a great guy to bring in to be an, also another score that could get you 15 to 19 a game. And why not? Yeah, I think it's great for Boston. You're getting bigger, um, you know. I, I honestly it's a great trade three way, three ways around is that happening is it rumored what what's the deal with that one
0: there's a rumor it's it was about the trade talks were strong compared to um from what Sham Sharanya said so um most likely when I record the um the outro that'll be decided or not later tonight the Clippers I, can, I guess we'll get into the Clipper stuff and more of like should they rebuild like we have to look at each team should they look to rebuild or should, should they're they not going to gonna rebuild
1: no way 100 percent not going to rebuild They will pay whatever tax they have to pay. There's too much with the new arena going down for them to rebuild. And there's too much money. though. They can be like the Yankees. They have so much money, Matt, that I don't think Bomber cares about the luxury tax. So I can't see them being an organization that rebuilds
0: ever. They need to – they had too many guys. Do you you agree they had too many guys last season, the Clippers, because – Everyone just seemed to be unhappy. The, the guys that were riding the bench, like your Morris's your you know, your um, Robert, your Robert Covington's, the guy, Terrence man's, the guys that should have played more or felt they should have played more, but didn't like, do you, do you think they should be tightening up their lineup as opposed to having so many guys?
1: I, I put that on the coaching, but I do agree with you. And they had, they were stacked and they didn't know how to use their guys. So that's on the coach. Like, Get get your guys to buy in and be, be be good off the bench. But everyone was arguing about minutes. I don't know why Tyron Lu is still there. I'm are you gonna fire the GM? Like what what's going on in Clipperland? I don't know. Um, but at the end of the day, with Kawhi Leonard there, I don't I don't see anything happening. Like they need to get rid of him, and I don't know if they can, but I, I would. I would move on from him and do whatever you have to do. He's still a high value trade asset because we saw him when he played in the playoffs. He
0: was lethal. So you but could st- injuries. It's it's the thing with him. Like, right. but like you could still get somebody for him.
1: Um I don't know. He's already in his what, mid thirties?
0: Yeah, early thirties? Early thirties, yeah. And it's like, usually with players, I I I think this is true. It's more of like, if the players are sitting out, it's mostly the, the the teams deciding that they need rest for the, a certain day. But for Kawhi, I think he's the one the determining if he's going to be playing or not, regardless of what the team thinks. So with Kawhi Leonard, you have to know that you're only going to get maybe 50 games out of 70, and then at uh, his 82, and then maybe have him for the playoffs because he gets injured again, but that, you know, it wasn't really his choice. So... I don't know with with Kawhi Leonard because there were talks about potentially trading um, Brand uh, Paul George <laughs> if, if they trade Paul George instead of Kawhi Leonard. So
1: I I saw that I saw Paul George possibly going to Portland. I I I, the, I mean I I like Paul George more than Kawhi. That's for sure. Um, I think Russell Westbrook, who they're going to keep, likes him better. I mean, has a good connection with Paul George as well. Yeah. So the one odd man that doesn't really fit in is Kawhi Leonard. So if 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 he has a no trade clause and you can move him, move him. But what do you think about him? Do you think would you take his contract? Is there any team that would be like we'll take Kawhi Leonard?
0: Oh man, it's honestly like uh, three and D wing, oh, not three and D wing, huh. playmaker. Gosh, it's tough because I would have to kind of go through it. I kind of let's save that for next pod. Because once the draft is done, we can kind of talk about how teams kind of want to approach this offseason as far as trades go. So let's table that because I agree with you. They think the the Clippers would be better to move on from Kawhi Leonard. But let's let us have some time to think about where he would be, be best to go to. Um, Before we leave today, I was just looking on Twitter a little bit, too, as far as Lakers trade targets for that number 17 pick. Plus, you know uh, Malik Beasley to make the con- make contracts work. So, if you're the Lakers, would you trade the number 17 pick and Malik Beasley for to Brooklyn for um, Dennis um, um, Dorian Finney Smith?
1: Yes, 100.
0: Or Buddy Hield. Fuck yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry for my language, but yeah. Or of course.
0: for Miles Turner. We're
1: talking That's about another. the Malik Beasley that didn't show up.
0: Well, the number 17 pick too. You know, all those snipers that we're talking about. For like, those are three players I saw on Twitter right now. As far as
1: okay, let's go back. Didn't hear the 17th pick part. Um, Buddy healed 100. Yes. Um,
0: Smith, Smith. Yeah,
1: I would think about it. I'm not a hard yes or no right now. I I, I know he's an impactful player. I know he has some issues, but I'm leaning towards yes. Who's your third guy?
0: Miles Turner. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would. We'll see. I mean, the the Lakers. Then that seventeenth pick. They have. There's a uh, still Thursday. So, as you listening to this tonight for for any decision. So, Gon's. Before we leave today, is there anything you want to add? Any draft guys you want to look at for tonight? That you want to you know keep track of anything before we leave today?
1: I like Cam Whitmore. Why don't we mm-hmm. talk about him? What happened with him?
0: Let's talk about Cam Whitmore. Let me pull him up.
1: They're saying that he could slide, so I think he could be a steal before um
0: so cam whitmore is six 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 eight wingspan shot 35 percent from uh from three-point range um he has shades of miles bridges and corey mcgetty so he's explosive off the dribble he's an explosive athlete cuts well um doesn't have much uh much experience in the post he's an un- he's an unproven shooter and he takes a lot of reckless shots um just based off this, you know, th- this report from Kevin O'Connor at the Ringer. So, tell me more about Cam Whitmore. What, what, what do you like about him?
1: I feel like he's being judged harshly because he was hurt so much. Um, before his freshman season, he was the MVP in, in the FIBA Under-18 Americas Tournament. Um, side again, he was sidelined for each of the first seven games of his college career due to a thumb injury. Re- when he returned, um. Twelve points, five rebounds, one point four steal. I don't know. I think this guy is going to be like my biggest upside because he's going to drop. He's going to drop, and the Lakers may have a chance at him. I don't know if he's going to drop that much, but he's going to drop.
0: So Cam Whitmore is a, a, a name we're really looking at. He is mocked to go ninth, but we'll see. Um, his injury history there, like like you mentioned, could could allow him to drop. And that'll be it for us today. Unfortunately, the Celtics, Clippers, and Wizards trade uh, we talked about ended up dying because the Clippers were unsure about Brogdon's health. The trade ended up happening later on last night, among other teams. The Celtics received Kristaps Porzingis, the Memphis's number 25 pick in tonight's draft, and the 2024 first-round pick from Memphis. The Grizzlies received Marcus Smart. The Wizards re- received Tyus Jones, the Celtics' number 20 th- uh, 35th pick in this year's draft, Danilo Gallinari, and Mike Muscala. I liked this for the Celtics because they added a talented frontcourt piece to go along with Time Lord and an aging Al Horford. The Grizzlies gave up too much for a player like Marcus Smart, but he's better than Dylan Brooks, and he is a playoff be- veteran, and he can take over for John Rat as he is going to be suspended for the first 25 games as their starting point guard. Um, the Wizards are selling everyone off and now are clearly tanking for next season, which is weird because they should have been tanking th- last season to go for Wen Binyama for this year's draft, but you have to start somewhere, I guess. The draft is tonight at 4:30 p.m. Pacific time. It's a, if a bunch of stuff ha- bunch of stuff happens, I think the Gons and I will record tonight for another pod in your feed tomorrow morning. So many questions for the number two and number three pick. Will the Hornets keep the pick or trade it for, trade it for Brandon Ingram or Zion Williamson? Which direction will the Blazers go in? Will they trade the number three pick to build around Dame or try to trade Dame and start the rebuilding process? We'll see tonight. Get your popcorn ready. Thanks to the Gons for joining me today. Thank you all for listening. Have fun watching the draft tonight.